Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Thanks for joining another episode. Once again, this is Khalil Wanda. And I'm Agard. Today we're going to talk about a thing we call dance hall. We wanted to get into this because Agard and I have been having this debate. It is my opinion that reggae music is the genre and dance hall is a place that people gather to hear a sound system play music. You would say that it's all reggae, which it technically is. And I, I would say that dance hall is a little bit different from, in my opinion, just a classic uh, reggae genre. So now if you look up the definition of dance hall, it's going to say that it's a genre. So I cannot contest that that's going to be a valid definition. However, I choose to define it more in a cultural sense. And so, as I was stating before, I feel like the genre is reggae and the, mm-hmm. the dance hall is the venue and the culture. Inside the venue, various forms of music can be played. Whatever music is available to be played can be played inside of a dance hall. But the the actual reggae music is the Jamaican genre and i feel like now when you start to say raga and dance hall and tropical house and dance hall pop and all these different things that people have nowadays it reduces the power of the name reggae and the brand reggae okay so all right my my first question was that with that is that okay so we have these subgenres that are considered, I guess, in the dance hall family. So throughout the years, throughout the decades of reggae, we have always had subgenres that define a moment in time, right? Um, you know, there's rock steady, there's ska, you know what I'm saying? There's lovers rock, you know what I'm saying? Rubber dub, all these different things. Conscious reggae, which is not necessarily a time, but a, but a type a specific subset of reggae, a type of music. For some reason, when quote unquote dance hall came in, it's like dance hall has never been subdivided into those subgenres because, you know, rock steady, you know, that that basically was a was a was a dance, you know what I'm saying? One drop is is the way that they play the music. Even ska has, you know what I'm saying, a, a definitive characteristic of where it's, you know, the, the, the downbeat or whatever. But the problem with dance hall is it can be so many different things. And it, and I know you say that it's, it's a divide and conquer situation, but I would say the opposite that it needs to be divided up even more so that people can identify with specific elements within dance hall. How would you divide it up? I mean, it depends. Like, um, you know, for example, we were talking yesterday about this and I made the comparison to hip hop. You know, within hip hop, there's boom bap. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's uh, what's the Teddy Riley thing? New Jack Swing. You know New what I'm Jack saying? Swing is not hip hop, though. That's R&B. Well, here's the thing. I mean, is it, though? I mean, hip hop and R&B are interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about, you know, certain radio, they are. They are. What what is Faith Evans? You know what I'm saying? What is total? You know what I'm saying? What is Beyonce? That's that's actually called hip hop R and B, another kind of R and B, just like New Jack Swing is a kind of R and B. 
I, I beg to differ, but but let's let's not get into these. You got hip hop soul, right? Which is Mary J. Blige is the queen of, right? Right, but you're 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 speaking to my point exactly, right? Because that's all viewed as R and B, or like you know, we spoke about the Netflix documentary series called Hip Hop Evolution, right? So my argument is that it would be reggae evolution that mm-hmm. would encompass all of dancehall, all the decades, and it would also encompass. You know, when talking about the foundation, it would touch on the Jamaican story with mental, then ska, then rocksteady, which then became reggae. And then from mm-hmm. there on, everything after that is reggae. Because earlier you said from the time that dancehall started, when are you saying that dancehall started? So my my definition of, of dancehall, see, I'm, I'm limited because, you know, I was born in the late 70s. And I grew up in the 80s. So to me, dance hall's rise, you know what I'm saying, is similar to that of hip hop. You know what I mean? Because like hip hop started, you know, in the in the 70s, which I think dance hall in a way started with in the 70s, because that's when you first had the, the DJs, quote unquote, you know, what I'm saying starting to, you know, uh, uh, sing on songs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Similar to the, to the hip hop MC. So I'm saying mid to late seventies and beyond to me is the dance hall period. You know what I mean? Um, my, my issue is that the music evolves, you know what I'm saying? As all music forms do, but we, we like, are we, we it's just dance hall reggae forever. You know what I'm saying? And I think as a DJ, as a disc jockey, whatever, someone who curates music, I feel as if I'm not really a fan of genres, but genres are necessary. You know what I mean? It's like house music. You know, house music began in Detroit and Chicago. Literally, you have uh, Detroit house, Chicago house, you have garage house, you have warehouse, you know what I'm saying? Literally, that's where the term house music came from. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying that in terms of people being able to pick this this thing up, it's not really available to them because everything encompassed within dance hall, it's like you have everything from the 70s up until now. And somebody who's a newcomer to that, it's not necessarily, you know, how, how do you how do you conquer that? You know what I'm saying? Welcome, newcomer. Meet reggae. There are different styles of reggae. You have an artist like Chronix who is right. charged with being one of the leaders of the reggae revival. However, in a dance hall sound system, sound clash arena, uh-huh. he's a heavily sought after artist for dub plates, which is definitely dance hall, right? He has songs on his album, you know, even the, the song Likes, where mm-hmm. he says in a dance hall style. You know, he says that before he starts to, to, to spit lyrics on the song. Further proven that dancehall is merely a style of reggae, of which there are many styles. In the world, there's different styles of reggae. But I feel like if you attempt to separate it all into separate things, therefore failing to pay homage to the genre that it stems from, the umbrella that it falls underneath, which is reggae that thereby devalues reggae 
And that's why it's so easy for people to overlook reggae nowadays. You know, it's like if it's a different thing when, you know, like in, in my opinion, again, it's not. All right. So I understand what you're saying, but it's called dancehall reggae. Well, some I, people I mean, call it dancehall reggae. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But some people right, call so. it reggae dancehall. Some people say raga. Raga is used to describe digital reggae. And we know in 1985, 84, 85, King Jammies used the Casio mm-hmm. was it, MT40 keyboard to create the first electronic reggae beat. Right. The slang thing. Sling Ting started the digital dancehall era. However, you know, like you mentioned, there was re- dancehall prior to that. And uh, and you said the 70s, and I would even say the 60s is when people like Count Machuki and, and Uroy and King Stitch first started toasting over records. And this, I would argue, is what started the whole MCN thing, you know, within dancehall coming from the 60s is what started sound system um sound systems playing out you know outdoors and and remixes and just a whole slew of things that jamaica doesn't get credit for yeah i i agree with you in all of that here's my thing your assertion is that because the the genre is divided up and it's not reggae as a whole that you know it's 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 not i guess able to be disseminated as widely or it's like a, a divide and conquer situation like dancehall artists versus reggae artists or, or or one drop versus this. What I would say is the content itself is a deterrent to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when you have Bob, everybody knows Bob. Everybody knows Bob Marley. You know what I'm saying? Us in the reggae community, we just say Bob. Everybody knows who Bob is. We're not talking about Bob Dylan. We're talking about Bob Marley. Right. And you talk about Bob Marley's music and it's it's the, the word that's always used is universal. No matter where you at in your struggle in life, it's almost religious. You know what I'm saying? Because Bob's lyrics, you know, it's like, all right, it's going to make you feel a certain way. It's a universal message. Now, a lot of the subject matter, similar to what happened in hip hop, and I'm, I'm, there's a lot of comparisons. I'm always going to keep on comparing it i just can't separate the two just like in hip-hop like like wu-tang clan is not everybody's cup of tea you know what i'm saying just like bounty killer is not gonna be everybody's cup of tea vibes cartel is not gonna be everybody's cup of tea so it's different subject matter and my whole thing is you like the 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 nomenclature or whatever we title this thing as I don't think i think it's much deeper it's the content it's the business or the lack thereof you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when you look at groups like NWA, Wu-Tang Clan, you know what I'm saying? You look at um, you know, a slew of 90s groups that it was very violent. It was political commentary. It was commentary from the ghetto. You know, this became the biggest music form outside of reggae in the world. So I'm thinking just because that the something is is delineated or designated something different doesn't hinder its growth. I think that that is one of the things that may be, you know, a hindrance, but I think it's the business. I think it's the subject matter. I think it's the fact that, you know, a lot of these artists and a lot of these producers aren't doing their due diligence. You know what I'm saying? 
that's that's how uh, a Justin Bieber or a Rihanna or a French Montana, whoever could come in and title something as Tropical House, which it's really dance hall. Rihanna's track basically is a, a, a re-edit of um, what's the, what's the singer's name? Richie Stevens, you know, what I'm saying sail away rhythm. Right. And that's is that designated as Tropical House or is that? Just no, no. R&B? I mean, I mean, Rihanna is not a good example. And I'll tell you, because Rihanna's music is so universal, man. Like, she plays yeah. on every radio station, always has. Her first single, Ponda Replay, in what was that, 03 or something? Yeah, that's a dancehall rhythm. The dancehall rhythm came out right mm-hmm. after the Diwali rhythm, which is uh, mm-hmm. the one that blew up with Sean Paul and, and Wayne Wanda. You know, arguably the height of crossover for dancehall right there. Um, and then she came out and people didn't even, they didn't call it dancehall. They didn't refer to her as a reggae artist or anything, even though she's coming out of Barbados. But so what you were saying before, all that that you're saying, it's still hip hop. It's hip hop culture. Graffiti is included. B-boy mm-hmm. breaking is included. Fashion is included. Slang is included. And then underneath the umbrella of hip hop culture, you have a thing called rap, right? Mm-hmm. East Coast yeah. rap or hip hop. New York, down south, you know, um, what is it? Screw in Houston is bass in Miami. It's gangster rap in in L.A. Oh, then you got the R&B, hip hop R&B, you know, the crossover, the smooth ish, you know, the smooth stuff. And it's all hip hop. So why can it be the same for reggae music? That's just my thing. And, and, And it's such a thing for me that that's literally one of my one of my campaigns you know <laughs> that's what i'm i'm pushing this is what i'm what i'm teaching and um and that's what i'm uh, that's the message that i'm spreading and taking to the world and i think that a lot of times what ends up happening with our music and our culture is that our stories end up getting told by other people instead of being told by us and narratives are created and words are created and different designations are made. Jamaica is just putting out all this music. And then it's just being taken and twisted. And you know what I'm saying? It's like not they're not getting the credit for it by and large. And, and that's what's happening. So let me get this straight. Your assertion is basically if everything was just deemed reggae altogether, that would make a major difference in the way that it's perceived throughout the world versus re- dancehall reggae or whatever. Correct. Because... You know, you mentioned Bob Marley and you got to if you look at Bob Marley and the Whalers, Bob Marley is absolutely not dance hall. Right. 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 He gets played in the dance hall, played in the dance hall. But I'm yet to recall any account of Bob Marley being in a dance or, (laughs) you know, what I'm saying like touching the mic on a sound system or anything like that. But at the same time that he was doing his thing, there were singers in the dance hall and then it became djs at the dance hall so it's been around you know the whole time um but it was just a again it's a a particular style a particular culture and the term stems from a particular place and and that's that's what i'm saying i've and and i get upset now when even with this trap thing you have trap the type of music that's played on the radio in the mainstream in America and around the world, pretty much everywhere. 
the subject matter and the content. You know, it's pretty vilifying. It's it's some evil, evil stuff. Some mm-hmm. very low quality stuff. And it's been going on for a while. I'm hoping it's going to change, but it doesn't seem like there's any change in sight. I um, mean, I feel like dance hall is kind of mirroring that where the quality of the content and the variety in the subject matter is dwindling away and it's just becoming one thing. And I'm like, no, that's not music, people. Like, it can't just be one thing. So, you know, not, and, and when I say one thing, you know, I'm arguing that it should be called reggae, one thing, just like the weird mumble rap is still a part of hip hop today, but right. the whole genre shouldn't be marginalized into just this one type of rap which it is now in the mainstream. You know, there's still conscious rap. There's still, you know, your J. Coles and your Kendrick Lamars out there. You know, your Logic and your Wale's and your people like that who are spitting some lyrics and putting some different subject matter out there. But there should be, there, there should be that richness. There should be that variety. You should have one artist over here that only does fast, over fast music that you dance to like charlie blacks for example you know mm-hmm. like that shit he's blowing up like why you know I, I feel like that's a reggae artist it is it is yeah yeah i mean look i i agree with you on that aspect of it i believe in balance you know what i'm saying and you know i, I listen well i can't say i listen to a lot of hip-hop anymore but i, I grew up in brooklyn so you know hip-hop is part of my culture as well and I get what you're saying about the balance. And I think, unfortunately, in the reggae genre, I mean, reggae as a, as a whole, whether we're talking about conscious, whether you're talking about reggae revival, dancehall, whatever, I feel like there's not a lot of leadership. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's trying to recreate magic that's already been done. And I don't know, that might be a, an issue with the music industry as, as a whole. But um, I, I agree with a lot of things you're saying about there being there have, having to be more than one subject matter, more than one style, more than one speed. I get that. I think, you know, labeling and names, you know, make a difference. But I feel like underneath all of that, the business of making this music needs to needs to change. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's hindering reggae in general not just dance hall reggae but reggae in general it's an interesting thing so in terms of the business based off what i have seen historically and in recent times reggae music to me seems to be growing worldwide in jamaica it may not be the most popular style the style known as dance hall may be the most popular in the island of jamaica but around the rest of the world i think that the pure form of reggae is more accepted. So, all right. So what qualifies that? I want you to qualify that statement. Like you mean, all right, you say it's growing, growing how? Cause you and I have had conversations about sales. You and I have had conversations about um, streams. You know what I'm saying? There are artists touring and you know, even, even in America, you know what I'm saying? I know this is a very Jamaica centric thing, you know, it's the birthplace of reggae. It's the birthplace of dancehall. But when we look at America, you know, you and I have talked about sales, you know, some of the biggest artists in the world who have made millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying, off of this music right now are hardly selling a thousand, two thousand units. You know what I'm saying? Um, when we talk about reggae, 
you know, you and I have had the conversation about California, you know, stuff coming out of the Northwest and the West Coast, where a lot of these bands, you know, they have tours, they're big, big bands, and they're making millions upon millions of dollars. They, They don't have the same skin as us. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them. No, that, not to say that that's, that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is that we're talking about a conversation of dividing, you know, reggae versus dancehall and the terminology, but I don't think that matters that much. You know what I'm saying? It's part of it, but I think the more important thing is how we handle our artistry, how we handle putting our mu- music out there. You know what I'm saying? How we handle the business, of making me nobody could deny the talent the talent is there yeah i agree with you man and and you know the united states is a little bit different as well versus certain other markets in the world where i believe that you know reggae is bigger uh more mainstream should i say i agree with what you're saying with the fact that we need to grab a hold and and really take the reins and steer this thing in the right way when it comes to the business how it's packaged mm-hmm. and marketed is also important. And that's where the importance of the words comes in. You know, okay. like I was saying, in terms of the history and, and just how it's presented, that, that presentation from people that know marketing and sales, that's pr- pretty much everything. You know, that's what makes the difference. It's how you make it look. Is it aesthetically pleasing to people, whether they're familiar already or not? You know, and then... So the nom- the nomenclature and and how it's named and how it's packaged that has a lot to do with it. Tropical house, it's just <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's just interesting naming right there. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I just feel like if um who who's who's the Drake? You know Drake or well, I mean, so tropical house, Justin Bieber. Yeah, I mean he was the one who popularized that that whole movement and ironically you know i want to circle back to that trap thing too because even trap it's very interesting man because i forgot the name of these guys um from chicago so there's this white production group i forgot their names man you know when i when i first started djing and i knew all this stuff but they're the ones so they were doing production for all these rappers in atlanta Right. And this was pre the whole trap genre thing. Right. Because what happened is they were waiting for T.I. in the studio and T.I. was like really late and they started messing around. And basically, that's how the EDM form of trap got created. They're making these hip hop, you know, southern hip hop, quote unquote, trap beats for these hip hop artists. And T.I. was late. And they made instrumental tracks, you know, just messing around in the studio while they're waiting on them. So now there's festival trap, you know what I'm saying? There's like all these different genres of trap right now. And I say all of this to say that there's a lot of stuff that's coming out right now in terms of even dance hall reggae production that's coming from Europe. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff coming from different places in America and a lot of producers who are of Caribbean descent or in Jamaica or in living in the Caribbean still are not necessarily seeing the shine. You know, you'd be surprised to see, you know, when, 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 um, that song with popcorn, when he says, Jamie XX is a white boy from somewhere in America. 
know what I'm saying? That's that's producing all this dancehall stuff. You know what I'm saying? There's a popular genre in EDM called Mumba. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's still popular. It's a very Latin centric rhythms and those are made in like Sweden. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just a weird time for music right now. And it doesn't help that, you know, I, you know what? I'll concede your, uh, your, your point of like names matter, nomenclatures matter, you know, how you describe things matter. My whole thing now, you, you, you're preaching the unity aspect, right? Like, yo, it's all reggae. We need to like, you know, have balance and everything. Me, I'm preaching the business side of things because time and time out, like we, we see the stories, we read the posts. You know, we see the arguments on social media, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I'm sad because this is beautiful music. And tell you the truth, there was a time, I'm going to get off my soapbox in a second, where a lot of the quote unquote Afro-Caribbean music that I listened to were from producers from Europe because a lot of the production from Jamaica was dead. You know what I mean? Like, it was just dead in the water. How could you describe what you mean when you say the production was dead? So, all right, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a, I grew up in the 90s, right? Like, I was in high school in the 90s, right? We graduated high school in the late 90s. And dance hall at that time, you know, was very energetic. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of energy to it. A lot of, like, how did they come up with this? You know what I'm saying? And there was a time, I mean, you and I have had these conversations to where it's like every single beat sounded the same. It's like, yo, everybody like in Jamaica wanted to have a beach party all year round. You know, that's what they thought was popping, you know, and that that time was like a very bad time for me because I'm like trying to support these artists. I'm trying to download music and it's like everything sounded the same, you know, because Vibes Cartel had some ish out that you know, basically sounded like vibesy and festive and beach like, and it's like a 365 beach party. So at that time, you know, you had people like Major Laser coming out, you know what I mean? With Ponder Floor and all these different things, you know? And, and it was a resurgence of, it's, it's ironic because it's a, it was a resurgence of like that 90s style dance hall, but done in a new electro, electronic EDM type of way. So uh, like a lot of production coming out of Jamaica to me was very sanitized. The bass lines were gone. It was very digital. And you had these people, whether or not they're Caribbean or not, who were influenced by the 90s dance hall. They are making these energetic songs and remixes. And I was like, yo, I'm over here. And it's only recently that artists started kind of like, you know, like Charlie Black's you mentioned. You know, a lot of his production is actually from these European producers. Yeah, that that's all well and good, man. I I think that right now, what what I think is important, and, and this is a podcast that's done by by selectors. You know, we're we're DJs. We've been in the game. Yeah, man, twenty years at least. The late nineties, yeah. and and I think that you know I blame a lot of the selectors who instead of innovating. Uh, simply follow and mm-hmm. they they're now listening to the radio and playing what's on the radio and stuff like that and going to charts that that are put together by people who are not even a part of what's going on you know like it, it should be up to us to say this is what's hot you know this is what i found have some exclusivity 
to your set to your sound you know um and going there's good music being made there's music from all over the world so you know don't just sit on your ass and and play what the next guy is playing or what you hear on the radio or in somebody's spotify playlist you know go dig um that was an important part of the game back in the day you know you can't you can't see what I have over here. I'm not even gonna I'm gonna take the label and erase it so you don't know what I'm what I have in my box. So when I come out to play and people come to hear me play, it's like yo, they can only get this from me, from my sound. For all you listeners, uh Khalil just ho- held up a forty five inch or yeah, forty five RPM, forty five RPM, seven inch. My bad. Exactly, man. So we're very passionate about this stuff, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are very passionate about this that share similar views about this. It's a lot, you know what? And and I think there's a lot of things that are not getting addressed. You know, there's a lot of disunity out there. You know, I want to say shout out to you know what I'm saying people like you know Wall Street Fire. You know what I'm saying who it's like. Yo, he's a Jamaican, you know what I'm saying? I know he was he was brought up in the States, you know, for a long time. But at the same time, he is figuring out a way to bring a lot of worlds together. You know what I mean? And I think more people like that are needed. I'm not just saying that because, you know, that's my boy or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I see his vision. And, you know, he told me years ago, oh, probably a year or two ago, he was like, look, there's only a few people in the States that really have distribution deals for reggae. You know what I'm saying? He's not just talking dance hall. He's talking reggae, you know, as a whole. And how we developed this this uh, specific episode was we thought about what is dance hall, where dance hall is going, why why the the title, the name, the subgenre, you know, whatever we call it, uh, means something, you know, what that does mean. I know we got into a lot of other things because we've had 20 plus years in the business, you know, and even before that, you know, we we're going to parties ever since we we're teenagers. So dance hall means a lot to us. In conclusion, I would like to say, I don't think it's necessarily bad that there's a distinction between reggae and dance hall. You know, I, I would say I have the opposing point to Khalil. But at the same time, um, I think what's necessary is for us to step up our business, step up our marketing, step up, um, you know, how we police our culture, you know, internally and externally and, and, and how we share that to the world. You know, I think those things are just as important as what we call the music. And for me, you know, I grew up in Jamaica during the 80s I was exposed to reggae music but it was later in the 90s when living in Brooklyn that I was exposed to dancehall which is the culture which is stepping into a venue or even a block where a sound is strung up and music is playing and that music is reggae music I believe that Bounty Killer sings reggae music Roots Reality and Culture was his first album foundation the rhythms on that album were versions of studio one rhythms which is just original foundation production from king jammies just like vibes cartel is a reggae artist and chronics is a reggae artist buju who we talked about on the last show great example where you see the evolution of an artist he's called 
a dancehall artist he kind of came out of the dancehall i get it but that all falls under the umbrella of reggae so i just say give credit where the credit is due don't look at it as a separate thing look at it as a, as a part of what's going on it's a part of reggae and it's an overall culture it's a part of it shouts out to all the sound system people all the selectors remember you know khalil wonder is challenging you to go and dig and find some music that's good find something that can not just go along with the vibe but go along with whatever is going on around you on your block or whatever stone love is doing not to call them out but we know that Traditionally, you have a lot of selectors that just listen to the top juggling sounds in Jamaica and repeat and repeat and repeat whatever they do. You don't have to do that. Your job is selector. So you are supposed to select. So, you know, just take that as as empowerment and, and mic men, MCs who, who, who toaster or whatever on the mic, introduce songs, you know, pick up a book, too. Do some research too. Look at research some music too. Talk about something else that you didn't talk about the last time. The last time that you played that record, don't make the same speech this next time. Um, so those are important things, just like what Agard was talking about the business. You know, people that are in the business, step your game up. We all need to step our game up. Um, I talked about the hip hop evolution. I would love to see a reggae evolution where it goes through some of these stories. And here on the podcast, this is what we're going to attempt to do. So you're going to hear different people joining us in upcoming episodes to have some of these conversations and tell some of these backstories and talk about some of the history and talk about some of the issues um, that we touched on here. This is really just the, the very tip of the iceberg because there's so much more, so much more in store. So look out for the Reggae Lover podcast. We are now on Spotify, y'all. It's a new year. Yeah, man. Give thanks to that. It's a new year. We're on a new platform. We're everywhere that you that podcasts can be listened to. Pandora, we come in. <laughs> and look out for the new YouTube channel coming channel coming as well. Um, I want to shout out to one of our sponsors, Royal Ethiopian Sound, Ras Jamal, for your continued support. If you're in the Savannah area, make sure you look up Royal Ethiopian Sound, Ras Jamal at the helm, top rated selector, and do look out for the Roots Rock Reggae, a Bob Marley celebration coming your way Saturday, February 9th, 2019. This is an ATL session going down to celebrate and commemorate a musical journey from Trenchtown, talking about one love and celebrating the life of a legend. So look out for that. A natural mystic will be flowing through the air. That's music featuring King AP alongside yours truly, Khalil Wanda Highlander Sound, and live uh, singing on the sound system from Rast Digital. And that's going to go down at Wild Pitch, 255 Trinity Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia. Follow us on social media at Regular Lover Podcast on Instagram. I'm just going to shout out the Instagram, man. We want to grow the Instagram following. You know what I'm saying? So at Reggae Lover Podcast on Instagram and you get all the information. Hit us up at um, our email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Get some information on sponsorship. The podcast is 
reaching far and wide corners of the world and and you want to make sure that if you identify with the stuff that we're talking about if you identify with the music you know the mixes last podcast episode that was a mix was a 90s reggae podcast you know within three weeks it had over 10,000 plays on soundcloud um very highly rated across apple itunes and now as I, as i mentioned is growing on spotify so we have an international audience is not relegated to any one spot in the world so if you have events if you have brands that you want to promote then definitely link up and i want to say yo shout out to Khalil wonder highlander for keeping this thing going you know we're we're uh, working out and getting better every every episode you know this is our second episode as a as a talking uh podcast last episode i sounded like i was in a cave in a phone booth underneath water <laughs> but we're working on you know fixing all of our technical issues and look out for the video soon um if you need to reach me you could just hit me up on Instagram, AOAGARD, um, A-O-A-G-A-R-D. Um, I haven't been active on Twitter, but you know what I'm saying? Khalil cracked the whip. So I believe my Twitter is DJ Agard Music. You could get in touch with me that way um, for any bookings or anything like that. A-O-A-G-A-R-D at gmail.com. Also, uh, check out my SoundCloud, DJ Agard Music. Thank you so much. Agar, thank you all the listeners and subscribers. Please share the episode. It's free to do that. Share it. Put us um, put us in the air or in the timeline or in the DM of, of at least one of your people who you think would enjoy this. That's all I ask. Until next time. Peace. One love. One. Visit Highlander Sound on the web at reggaelover.com. Follow at H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D-A on Twitter. Follow at K-A-H-L-I-L-W-O-N-D-A on Instagram. And like Facebook.com slash Highlander Music for more information. Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, we're hosting a spring picnic and the weather looks great, but we don't. We need stylish new jeans now. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now. Jeans, shirts, and tees are up to 50% off. Up to 50% off? Our fashion forecast is looking up. Sure is. Refresh your denim with new distressed styles and lighter washes. There's 106 washes to choose from. Jeans start at just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. But the picnic's this weekend. We need them now. Just buy online and pick up in store for free today. Free pick up in time for our picnic? Get up to 50% off jeans, shorts, and tees now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Ballot 427-55. Select styles only. So let's take a break to talk about one of our great sponsors i tell you what i was listening to an audiobook about bob marley on audible entitled so much things to say mm-hmm. it's an oral history written and performed by roger stephens he spent time down in jamaica interviewing everybody including marley and everybody that was around him so i'm talking rita marley skill cole film crews that were down filming him, you know, all the members of the Whalers. He's having these conversations and these interviews that he also collected while he was doing the radio shows. He put all this information into a book. What's so great about it is it just immerses you into the experience, quoting Peter Bunny, the incidents happened with Bob getting shot, the concert when he brings the two political leaders on stage. And so you really get the excitement, the energy of what is going on. That book right there, 
I strongly recommend it to any reggae lover, anybody that's into Bob Marley, and we have a special deal. Go to Audible and get a free book, free trial of Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover, and there you can grab a free copy of this book. And the reason why I like Audible is because I like to learn new things, but sometimes I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to sit there and leaf through the pages because I got work to do. So I like to listen to books in the car. If I'm riding a bike, just taking a walk in the neighborhood. There's so many different ways that you can actually learn new information or be entertained. You know, me personally, I like nonfiction. I like biographical stuff. So Audible is a great tool to use in order to take in that information and still go along with your day. Audible, they have the best narrators. You know, you're able to keep where you're at in the book. It's a very convenient way to take in new information and be entertained. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. So much things to say. The title by Roger Steffens, Oral History of Bob Marley.